Howdy, podcast fans. Just so you know, I've relaunched the Clockwork Riot Lightcast as a video podcast. The videos will be hosted on my YouTube account, youtube.com slash goclockworkriot. However, because a few people requested it, I will still, of course, be uploading the audio version. However, in this audio version, you may hear me refer to video. So if you ever want to see the video that goes along with it, just be sure to check out that YouTube account, youtube.com slash goclockworkriot. And thanks so much for being listeners, guys. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Clockwork Riot Lightcast since we switched over to video mode. Uh, thank you for joining me for the second recording, not that you guys heard the first. I had this all recorded, I did the whole video, I even got it uploaded on my slow internet, and YouTube was just like, we're gonna take forever to process it, and eventually I ended up having to delete it. And because I didn't save a backup copy... That's why this has taken so long and why I'm recording it a second time. So I'm sorry this took so long. Normally they will not take this long to come out. This was just technical difficulties combined with fade difficulties, which hopefully we won't have too many of either in the future. So what's the Clockwork Riot Lightcast, you ask? This is a podcast, a video podcast now, dedicated to making gold in World of Warcraft. Um, On the screen you'll see mostly just random WoW playing, but if I need to show you something, which will happen later in this video... That's going to be available there on the screen as well. And in the meantime, you guys, anytime you have a gold-making question, you can put it in the comments to the most recent Lightcast, and I will answer them on the next episode. So, uh, this episode, we got plenty of questions that you guys sent in, and so let's go ahead and get to talking about making some gold. For our first question, Hyri EU asks, What do you think of the Dark Moon cards? Are you still crafting them? I'm not able to sell them on my crappy server, but maybe with 5.1 and the item upgrading, they'll get better again? I am still making Dark Moon cards, and I'm making quite a bit from them. I make between 1k profit on the crappy cards and up to 5 or 6k profit on the good cards. Um, I do sell them as separate cards, not as decks, because they just seem to get a better a better sales numbers with that. Um, I do still craft them, though admittedly it's kind of been tough because of the herb nerf in 5.1. It's been tough getting all that ink while also staying on top of glyphs, but I'm making it happen because it really is worth it. Like you said, the item upgrading that came in 5.1 has a lot to do with it. They were always good trinkets, but a lot of players would be like, Psh, I can just go into looking for raid and get two perfectly awesome trinkets really easy, so why would I buy a trinket with what little gold I have? But, of course, you know, anyone who's done a bit of looking for raid knows that not only can you not just waltz in and get two trinkets, but they might not necessarily even be that good. While the Dark Moon card trinkets, especially after they uh, buffed the tank trinket, are quite good, and they get better with upgrading. I know that I'm using a strength one and a tank one in my in my appropriate specs. They're great cards, and I think that we'll see a good bit of demand for the rest of the tier. We'll see what happens in future tiers, if they're be able to be upgraded further than they are now, they might maintain even, you know, some more value onward. But for at least this tier, I do think that they are a valuable thing and you should keep making them. Our next question comes from Leishan. Cheers! Is it worth grinding the rep with the different factions just to get the enchanting recipes to be able to sell the better enchants? Or is it not as big of a deal since there is the other markets to invest your time in? Generally speaking, if you have the time, if you're just sitting around in store winter Orgrimmar not doing much, yeah, go ahead and grind the dailies. I mean, it'll give you more chance to sell, which in turn should mean more money in the long run. But if you've got more important things to do, and by more important I mean something you enjoy more, 
or something that's more profitable, I'd do that first. The enchants are very valuable. They're the best weapon enchants for non-tanks, and I believe they're the best bracer enchants for non-tanks and non-leather workers. Um, and so they are very valuable enchants, and people will need them. However, it's an awful lot of work, because you have to do Golden Lotus first and then August Celestials, I think? I don't know, because I haven't been doing it, because I don't like my enchanting character. I don't like leveling my mage. <laughs> but, um, they... It does take quite a while to unlock them. It's going to be easier now that you can get double rep past Revered. But still, it takes some time. And so you won't see an immediate payout. And once you finally do unlock the enchants, they'll be valuable for sure. But you might find yourself thinking, that was a whole lot of effort for not a lot of, you know, not a lot of sales. Because it's really not that many new things you'll be able to sell. At the end of the day, the more stuff you can sell, the better. Just bottom line, the more markets you're able to be in, the better off you're going to be. So definitely, if you've got the time, grind out the factions. However, if you'd rather level an alt with different professions, or if you'd rather farm, I don't know if you like that, but you might, you know, enjoy farming more. Basically, if you have the time and you don't mind doing dailies, do it. If you would rather do something else, do that instead. Simple stuff. Mr. Pirate Sun asks, I've seen your gold capped in some videos. How long did that take you? It took me uh, about a year, but it really doesn't take that long if you make, you know, if you kind of, you know, focus on making gold and don't spend it. My problem was the don't spend it part. I love buying vanity items like mounts and pets and stuff like that. And also, I like to have really geared alts, so I buy a lot of BOEs. And so, I was spending significant amounts. Every time I'd hit like 500k, I'd spend down to 200k again. And so it took me quite a while to finally actually hit the million liquid gold mark. But if you look back and see how much gold I actually, you know, had coming in at that time, it was at least 5 million gold. Um, so it really won't take that much time if you have a lot of professions available and you, you don't need to like spend all day making gold, but you know, spend some time on it and it shouldn't take you a year. Alright, there were two other questions that I had for this episode, which were how do I make gold with PvP, as well as just how do I make gold. I appreciate that, you know, maybe if you're new to gold making, you don't really know what kinds of questions to ask, but generally speaking, it's really difficult to answer vague questions because there's either so many options to choose from that it'd just take hours and hours of talking, or there's just no way to answer it. So, what I need to... What I need from you guys is you, you've heard the kinds of questions I answered in this episode. I don't need to know everything about your character. You know, I don't need to know your, your character, your server, all your alts, what level they are, what recipes they have. But the more information, the better. What do you like to do? How, you know, how do you enjoy playing? Are you a raider? Do you have expenses do you, that you need to cover? Are you going for a specific amount of gold? You don't have to answer all these questions. But a little bit of background information will help me give you a better answer. Like, for example, uh, Be a Geek 101 did ask, how do I make gold with PvP? That's a very vague question. So the only thing I can really say is, well, you take your honor and you turn it into stuff to sell or disenchant. Because generally speaking, PvP, making gold with PvP isn't really making gold with PvP. It's making gold while PvPing. It's all right. I'm going to do everything everyone else does, but rather than do it in between dungeon queues, I'm doing it between arena queues or something like that. Um, if you're looking for an answer that's really going to help you, you need to help me out and give me some information as well in the future. For a more, a slightly more targeted question, John Pro asks, 
I was just wondering, what are the current best professions that one could make money with easily currently? This is going to vary a lot by server. Granted, I know that uh, John here is actually on my server, um, but just in general for other people listening, it is server dependent. Um, it also comes down to how much time you have to spend. Uh, if you have a couple hours a day to spend, you might want to look into inscription. Well, if you only have maybe 20 minutes a day, you might want to look into enchanting or something like that. Um, my current top profitable professions are blacksmithing. I make the all the 450 crafted gear. Tailoring, also all the 450 crafted gear. Jewel crafting, also all the 450 crafted gear. Those, I mean, I make other things, but those are definitely my most profitable professions at this point in time. Right now, the game climate is largely people leveling, either their mains or their alts, people running dungeons, and people raiding. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to hit those markets. You want to hit the leveling players by selling glyphs. You want to hit the gearing up players by selling gear that will allow them to get into heroics. That's your 450s and stuff. And you want to hit your raid players by selling consumables and enhancements. So that would be enchants, gems, flasks, uh, that kind of stuff. Food hasn't been doing so great this expansion. But uh, generally speaking, those are your markets right now. Leishon asks, I've hit the gold cap twice now in Mists of Pandaria, but only with blacksmithing, inscription, tailoring, alchemy, and enchanting. Everyone says jewel crafting's the most profitable, but I've only succeeded with jewel crafting BOEs. The gems are too cheap and don't sell all too well since you have to camp the auction house all the time. So how do people make huge gold with jewel crafting? Well, first off, a lot of the people who are talking about huge gold with jewel crafting might be talking about the time in Cataclysm when you could literally vendor your way to profit with the shuffle. The shuffle in Mists of Pandaria isn't set up quite that way, and because of the design of the research that is done to learn new patterns, it actually has really hurt the cut gem market. Because let's say I want to study a blue cut, so I do my blue cut study. It uses, I think, three blue gems. I learn a new cut, but it also produces like three to four, or sorry, two to four already cut blue gems. So while I don't personally see that as free, a lot of people will be like, oh, here's free gems. I don't care what I get. If I get anything out of them, it'll be profit, is how a lot of people will see it. And so all of these people who are getting random gems entering the market are what's really keeping the jewel crafting down right now. That combined with the fact that you can buy a stack of green quality gems for, on my server, you could buy a stack of green quality gems for like 40 gold. And so I could then cut those. I'd probably proc three, maybe four perfects. And that is still like ridiculously cheap compared to buying a cut blue quality gem. And that's why a lot of people aren't really going into the jewel crafting gems too much right now. I'd say to maximize your profit with jewel crafting, keep doing those jewel crafting BOEs, the 450 jewelry, because that's what I'm making most of my jewel crafting gold off of. And also, uh, keep an eye on those cut gems. I started looking back more at my cut gems recently, and some of the cuts have actually turned into quite profitable cuts. So keep an eye on it, because as people stop doing their research, fewer of those random free gems are going to be entering the market, and thus you might be able to see prices rise. That combined with, of course, the ore node nerf should help gem prices quite a bit. For our last two questions, you may want to turn your eyes to the screen if they're not already there. Um, we're going to be going over some TSM settings. One of the two questions comes from Zach is, I sell a lot of glyphs and have a pretty firm grip on the market on my faction. 
A little while ago, I decided to level an alt on the other faction with the goal of getting that market as well. I craft all my glyphs with Trade Skill Master. My problem is that I don't get two separate crafting cues between the factions, and what my scribe knows on one faction gets mixed up with what my scribe on the other faction knows. Is there a way to separate these? There certainly is, and it's actually very simple. You go to TSM by typing slash TSM, and you hit uh, this Chimera's Eye for crafting options, hit profiles. So now we're just going to set up a profile. So let's say I was on my main, uh, your first scribe, let's say a Reliance scribe. So you'd create a profile called Scribe 1. And then you'd go to your inscription, uh, force rescan of the profession. This character isn't a scribe, so it won't do anything. But hit force rescan of profession, and then enable all the crafts you want crafted. Then uh, go back up to crafting options, profile, make a new, a new uh, profile, scribe 2. And now do the exact same thing. And of course, this would be on your horde scribe, your other scribe. Go in, force rescan their profession, enable all the crafts. And that should allow you to have two separate crafting cues for what each scribe knows. So there's that. Let's see here. Our next TSM question came uh, from Starinez. Hello, I was wondering if it's possible to change the time on quick posting in Trade Skill Master. I think by default, it posts it at 12 or 24 hours, and I want to change it to 48 hours. My post-auction scans are at 48 hours already, so I don't know which setting would change that or if it can even be changed. I believe it can, but honestly, I'm not even sure myself. Let's find out. One thing I thought was interesting is that rather than being in auctioning, where you'd think that stuff is, it's actually in shopping, uh, I think. Let's find out. Yeah, quick auctions is actually right here. So here we go. So you'd open TSM and you'd hit shopping options here. Just in the normal options, you, this should look familiar, but this is fairly new since the quick posting came out. Um, and then just change this to whatever you want it to be. The auction duration there. And that should uh, get that set up for you. You can also change the default undercut, bid percent, fallback, all that, all that kind of stuff. So uh, check that out. See if that doesn't help you with those settings. That will be the end of this uh, Clockwork Riot Lightcast. Thank you so much for hanging out, guys. If you guys have any gold-making questions at all, please post them in the comments to this video. If you like the video, please like, comment, subscribe, that kind of stuff. It really helps me out quite a bit. And speaking of helping me out quite a bit, tell your friends, because that helps too. <laughs> Anyways, thanks so much for hanging out, guys. Have a great day.